0: Man, okay, so this is unrelated to the owl house, but I had a dream the other night where, like, I needed to tell Shannon something, uh, but she was in Florida and wanted to send me pictures of these Florida ferrets. That's what she was insistent on. And I don't, (laughs) and I could not communicate the important thing that I needed to tell her, which I don't remember. I do remember the insistence on showing me a bunch of Florida ferrets.
1: My God.
0: I think a pyramid was involved as well, like the pyramid from Nashville. Wow. It may have housed the ferrets. I don't quite remember.
1: Fucking incredible. Yep.
0: Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, a Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch the Owl House. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Brian. I use he, him pronouns. <clears throat> you can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod, and you can find the podcast on the internet, and by the internet, I mean just Twitter, at Gay Pod. With me, as always, is my magical co-host, August.
1: Hello, I'm August. You can find me on Twitter at Harpidora. My pronouns are they, them, and... Shit, does Owl House have houses? Like, is there a team I can be on? Should I be on the Banshees?
0: The, those are, like, sports teams. They have, like, uh, like covens, is what how they usually break how they break things up.
1: But okay. the covens,
0: like, specialize in a type of magic. It's more like a guild.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Which makes more sense than we're going to split the kids up by their fucking personal traits.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Or whether they're a Nazi. Yeah. All the. All right. You're going to Nazi house, but, but listen, I don't make the rules. The fucking magical hat. It just tells us where all the fascists go. Mm hmm. Yep. Okay. I, (laughs) uh, I don't think there. oh, Oh, wait, there was some cartoon news, some very interesting cartoon news. Cartoon Network has filed a trademark for Adventure Time colon The Adventures of Cake and Fiona.
1: Ah. (laughs) Interesting.
0: Yep. I'm wondering where that goes.
1: I am intrigued.
0: Yeah. I I mean, if this was pre-Distant Lands, I would be much more concerned. Mm -hmm. But Distant Lands has been Just consistently dope as fuck. Yeah. And also, it may not be like a whole... I don't think they'll do a whole series of Cake and Fiona. I think it would just be like another special, probably.
1: Yeah, or like a little mini-series.
0: Yeah, which would be fun, you know. Yeah. Also, they could get... Like, if they got um, Don Glover back as, as Marshall Lee, that would be pretty fucking great. Yes. I guess this also canonically means that, like donald glover and neil patrick harris kiss and which
1: is also fun
0: yeah okay um do you watching cartoons this week august
1: so i am continuing to watch guardian with anya uh we've been watching it basically every opportunity we get uh it continues to be very good very goofy very gay um yeah, it's uh we've we we've like Anya found the uh translation of the original web novel which is really interesting um just wait, wait, seeing a,
0: is it like a book?
1: It was a web novel which I think was posted to kind of like China's version of Wattpad or maybe on a personal blog and it got made into a web series.
0: Huh. I thought it was like a web comic last time you described it.
1: No, no, no. It's a it's a web novel.
0: Mm, okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Anya uh, is further along than I am in reading the web novel. Um, they've pointed out some interesting differences uh, between the the two canons. Uh, aside from you know being explicitly gay in the web novel. So right, right. But. Uh, yeah still highly recommend it although the the pacing choices that they make are a little weird because it has a kind of like monster of the week formula but the Mm -hmm. way they chop up the the monster of the week cases is interesting like (laughs) yeah it's it's weird but we're we're enjoying the heck out of it uh Shenwei continues to be gender goals uh
0: yeah it's good um let's see what have i i watched black widow
1: how was it fine okay
0: yeah that's not earth shattering uh the little sister character uh is great and i'm it seems as though she's sticking around in the mcu and i can't wait um spoilers for the after credit scene of black widow uh but it looks also i guess what falcon and winter soldier a little bit <laughs> um it looks like so you remember the lady who showed up who recruited john walker in uh falcon yes. and winter soldier all right so her canonical first appearance was supposed to be this after credit scene mhm um but shit didn't work out release schedule wise obviously since this movie is like a year and a half late Mm -hmm. um but it looks like she's putting together her own sort of like clandestine avengers team uh more most likely she's putting together an mcu version of the thunderbolts which are like um they're not exactly the dark avengers because that's actually a completely different team but the same idea uh they're probably going to blend both elements together for the MCU. Uh, because also, Abomination from this from the first Hulk movie, uh, he's going to be in Sang chi Okay. Uh, so it's probably Thaddeus Ross, like like General Ross, uh, is putting together his team of Thunderbolts, because his nickname is Thunderbolt. so you might as well do both things. Yeah. So that's gonna be pretty fun. I look- I'm looking more forward to that than I am the individual properties, except for Sanchi. I'm pretty hyped for that fucking movie. It looks pretty good. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know. I haven't watched much else. Loki continues to be good. Today was the season finale, but I'm gonna wait to watch it with Shannon on Friday. hmm Um, let's see. Uh I think I watched did I watch some other weird cartoon. I don't know. I've I've probably watched a billion things and just processed them through one side and the out the other. Um as I do. That's what I spend most of my day doing is consuming media, so
1: Yeah, I kinda uh, I feel like I've watched something else, but I can't I can't rightly remember um. Yeah. I spent a lot of week ri- a lot of the week writing. So, that's where m- my brain's been at.
0: Yeah. That's fair. Been working on music. My internet was out for large portion of the day on Wednesday or on no, sorry, on Saturday. Boo. Yeah. Well, it allowed me to get like a lot of work done on a song. Mhm. So. Um, all right. I guess that's it. Let's get into it. So this week we're watching The Owl House. If you haven't know if you didn't listen last week, um we're not watching any episode. We're not watching the episodes in order. I just kind of cherry-picked my you know the three three episodes that I thought would uh, entice August to watch this show.
1: And it it uh, worked.
0: Yep. It worked. So watching, I want to watch more. Yeah, we're watching ep- season 1 episode 5 Lost in Language, then season um 1 episode 16 enchanting Grom fright and uh, season 1 episode 17 wing it white like witches um, did you did you watch that link I sent you August?
1: Uh, I did not watch that link yet
0: okay okay then we won't have a super, super secret bonus episode uh, <laughs> um, I am gonna kind of go about these plot summaries in a little bit more breezy way because they've got a plots and B plots. Uh, and I'm not used to have to summarize that shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so we're going to start with episode 7, season 1, Owl House, Lost in Language. It was written by Zach Marcus, Rachel Vine, and Dana Terrace. Um, it premiered uh, February 28th, 2020, so not just like a little over a year ago uh synopsis Ah, uh, good this wiki's got the synopsis while checking out the library lose pranks uh lose pranks loses pranks sorry uh lead to unintended consequences okay yes. i guess we're just not going to summarize whatever the b-plot is of the show i think <laughs> in those summaries
1: i mean i mean ultimately that synopsis isn't terrible
0: so at the Owl House, we find Luz, uh, who is our main character. I don't. If you haven't watched the Owl House, I don't know how to catch you. I, I guess we need to do a quick summary if you're listening to this but not following along with the episodes. The Owl House is a show on Disney, uh, the Disney Channel. It follows uh, the adventures of Luz Nosita, a.k.a. Luz the Human, who is a uh, little Latino girl from planet Earth. Uh, she finds herself in the magical world of the Boiling Isles. It's like a, it's a magic world. It's full of magic. It's got witches and other things. Mm. Uh, um, it is like a technicolor nightmare world and it's great. Um, while there, she meets uh, a witch named Ida, the owl lady, uh, who becomes her mentor and teaching her to how to become a witch. Um... Ida has a friend slash pet slash roommate called King, the King of Demons. He's a tiny little demon voiced by Bill Cipher. Um, Luz has a couple of friends that she she eventually enrolls in magic school. Uh, she w- makes a couple of friends, Willow and Gus. Uh, Willow is like a she specializes in plant magic. Gus specializes in illusions. Uh, she also, while there, meets a uh, rival, Amity Blight, who is like straight A student popular mean girl uh who has slightly more dimension to her than it would appear. Hijinks and Sue. Uh watch this show. It's on Disney Plus. It's a good show. <laughs> okay. So anyways, we open up with Luz, Ida, and King. Um they find a baby bat creature. They say they just say in the summary, a baby bat, like that's a bat. Like it's not a head with bat wings. <laughs> <laughs> um Attached to it is a note from the Bat Queen asking Ida to take care of the baby till morning. Uh, Ida refuses at first, uh, but the Bat Queen promises a reward. Um, Luz is extremely excited for helping, um, but uh, immediately, like, uh, but Ida is like, hey, you've got to return these books. Uh, Immediately, this baby just goes fucking off, screaming, breaking glass. It's a cartoon, doing some cartoon baby shit. And uh, Luz is like, well, have fun with that she pieces the fuck out. Um I'm going to kind of do a like I'm going to kind of do like the sh- the show has A plots and B plots. I'm just going to kind of summarize one plot and then transition to the other plot. Um so Ida and King struggle to take care of this baby, especially when this baby becomes three babies. It it splits into three babies at one point. Um and it is, they are, these babies are just terrorizing the Owl House, uh, breaking everything, screaming, hollering, doing all kinds of shit. Eventually, um, Ida breaks down and taps into her latent motherly skills by creating some apple slices, telling the babies some stories. Uh, eventually she and King bond with the babies, uh, when Luz later comes home, uh, to discover her cuddling with all three babies, all three of them, t- are all five of them tuckered out on the couch, um... The Queen of Bats shows up. She is just a bigger head with bat wings. Uh, she retrieves her babies, uh, pays uh, lose, and then leaves. And Ida and King are distraught to discover that the babies are gone. Now that they've bonded with them, meanwhile, most of Luz's day was spent at the library. She goes to the library to return Ida's books. Uh, while there, she discovers Amity Blight, her 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 rival, sort of. Person loses too bubbly to actually have a rival. I feel like um, we find Amity, who has traditionally been very cold and mean up until this point, uh, reading to kids, and not like just reading to kids because she has to. She's enthusiastically telling kids a little story. Uh, it's about like a little rabbit guy who makes books and he wants to have friends. Uh, after she is done with this, she runs into lose loses like oh well. I can't believe that you read to children, Amity. This is wild. We should uh, be friends. And Amity's like, no, fuck off forever. (laughs) Um, Walk into the scene come Ed and Em. Uh, Amity's older brother and sister, they are fraternal twins. Um, They are just the coolest teens. They are the coolest teens. I think uh, Amity and Luz and Willow, they are all... um, what age are they? 14. So they're about four. They're all about 14. Uh, Ed and Em, I believe, are like 16, 17. They've got 16, 17-year-old energy. Yeah. Uh, they immediately st- sort of, like, start bringing Amity down a peg or two by c- revealing her nickname to be Mittens. Uh, the cool kids uh, find Luz to be pretty fun. They go around doing some pranks, uh, pranking all the librarians, just cause being nuisances in general, um they invite Luz to come back to the library later, uh, which she does. Uh when they're at the library, uh the wailing star passes overhead. It's a shooting star that it's magic, animates all the books in the library. Uh in the sense that when you open the book, the stuff in the book becomes real until you close the book. Uh they use this to cause all kinds of havoc, um, putting on different clothes for magazines, having snowball fights with books about snow for some reason. Uh, but this is all to lead up to NM discovering Amity is a secret study place inside of the library. Uh, this is also where Amity keeps her diary, which is what NM are actually searching for. They want to find Amity's diary, take the pages out of it and post them around school because they're kind of assholes. They're 16, 17 years old. Uh... <laughs> Uh, Luz accidentally discovers the, lo- the the book after discovering that Amity and she f- share a shared love of the good witch Azora books which for some reason exist in this world that has real witches uh, she discovers Amity's uh, diary and in an effort to try and keep it away from Ed and M uh, is discovered by Amity uh, Amity thinking that Luz was in on the plot uh, Amity is understandably very upset by this uh, and calls Luz a bully. Uh, Luz chases after Amity, uh, trying to make right with it. Uh, when they are attacked by... Do you remember the name of the Weird Rabbit Man?
1: Uh, yes, I have it written down because I thought it was an anagram. Uh, Oda ben.
0: Odabin, yeah. So, Odabin shows up, but he's all big and scary, because earlier, Luz had drawn angry eyes on him. She didn't really draw much other than, like, made him angry. But he's just, like, this horrible fucking nightmare creature. Um, Amity and Luz are attacked by him, uh, the pair of them eventually being partially sewn into a book, which fuses them with the book. Um, Luz convinces Amity to, to, uh, escape with her to trust her, uh, and through some hijinks, Luz is almost, uh, Amity breaks free, but Luz is stuck inside the, almost stuck inside the book. Uh, Amity is able to finally free Luz, and they are able to, uh, undo the, uh, graffiti they had done to Odoban, uh, putting him back into his book after, like, a cute little scene where he hugs Amity. Uh, Afterwards, uh, they all clean up, and Amity and Luz are walking out. Luz apologizes for everything that happened. Uh, Amity sort of admits that, like, maybe she's not a bully after all. Uh, Luz gives uh, Amity the remaining uh, volume of the Good Witch Azora books that she did not have. Uh, They kind of come to, you know, a a loose understanding. Uh, Star wipe the end.
1: I love how we're still doing Star Wipe the
0: end. (laughs) Yes, and it's how I end this thing. It's the bit.
1: Yeah. Um, So, uh, just overall Mm -hmm. uh, comment. I do really enjoy the use of color in this show. Um, I'm always a sucker for really vibrant, saturated colors in any show. It's just you run into it more
0: frequently in cartoons right um i i like that they made like what is a very quote like totally dark magic world that is just just vibrant (laughs)
1: yes it's it's really good that juxtaposition is really good i feel like that's how they they potentially got a lot of shit under the radar is because on the surface it's very candy colored and then you've got some, like, kind of
0: horrifying shit going on. It's really good. Yeah, there's, like, in some of the other episodes, there's just some, like, scary fucking bullshit that goes mm-hmm. on. Like, in episode one, Ida gets decapitated. She's fine, though, because she can detach her limbs.
1: <laughs> oh, boy. That that sounds interesting. Uh, I cannot wait to watch that. Um. Yeah, so, uh, Luz is into enemies to lovers, huh?
0: Yeah, Luz loves all kinds of shit. Uh, when you go back and watch episode one, she is just, like, the weirdest kid. Uh, <laughs> she's, like, she is very, she is very into fiction, which is hilarious. Like, I, I like that, I like an- Like an you know an isekai protagonist who is aware of tropes, and then the world around her is like that's not how the world works,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then it
0: does. Um, I love Louise because she's basically like queen of head empty.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I have a comment later about how uh, Amity is clearly into her bows, so it's
0: it's true. Um, I love also. Like they're assholes in this first episode and they get better. They they realize they are their ways, but goddamn do I love Ed Nim. Oh like, boy. Yeah, they're they're a lot. Mm-hmm. They um they, they, they mellow out as the series. I mean, I guess you see that in like uh in Enchanting Grom Fright as well. Yes. Uh but they, they have like a, a mending with Amity. Mm-hmm. But they—they it, it, they are. I—I uh, I like how like just gen, like generic cool mm-hmm. team that they are, uh, and also that they're like M is like a little flirty with like Luz, but like in a playful way, not like a weird way. Yeah,
1: yeah, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I honestly like I love their designs. Um, I like how it's really clear that not only are they related to each other, that they're related to Amity. Like, you know, for as simple as the the art style is, they're, you know, they do a good job at hinting toward the family resemblance.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, it's also inter- like, um, so, you know, the little brown spot in Amity's hair. Mm-hmm. So she dyes her hair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we find out why, like later on. But it's very, it's very interesting that she is not, in fact, she, her hair is not the exact same color as all of her siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, like you were talking about with the, like, like when we were talking about, like, light, colorful, technicolor nightmare. Uh, you can, like, this show does not get made without Gravity Falls getting made.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I mean, outside of the obvious, uh, connections. Also, apparently, Kit in- in- in our Discord popped up something I didn't realize. I guess canonically, Ida the Owl Lady and Grunkle Stan dated at some point.
1: Man, Grunkle Stan can get it. He
0: can. Uh, in the first episode, it's implied that Ida has, like, a billion ex-boyfriends since great. That's fantastic. Um... But yeah, like, this show does not get made, like, Gravity Falls, I like Gravity Falls quite a bit. I uh, am mm-hmm. like this show probably more, I think. Uh, I mean, given it's not completed in the same way that Gravity Falls is. So, we'll see if they can stick the landing, I guess. Yeah. Because I thought Gravity Falls is, like, back half was very good. They sort of made good on all their, their mystery stuff that they were shooting for. hmm Uh, Yeah, I've
1: only seen, like, up to the first couple of episodes of season two, so at some point I need to fix that.
0: We're going to have to watch so many cartoons, August.
1: I know, I'm sorry.
0: It's okay. We're burning through Steven Universe way faster than it felt like if we were going to, so. Um, But yeah, like, tonally speaking, I like that this is like, it's a wild adventure like kids adventure cartoon but in the same way like I think dealing with like more relatable shit than it obviously feels like it's geared toward an older audience than say Steven Universe is yes Um, it's definitely aimed at tweens to teens Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to Steven Universe like at least initially I feel like it, it grows with its as its audience grows uh, but cause like season two does not feel like it's aimed at the same target demographic as the first half of season one de- it was. Yeah. One hundred percent. But. you know they, they, they do that. Like they're dealing with complicated, like they're dealing with complicated emotions. Uh, like I feel like the core of Owl House is like, like they've got this, yeah, they've got the fun plot. Right. But like the, the, the. The thrust of it is, like, giving kids examples of how to deal with, like, like day-to-day interpersonal conflict on, mm-hmm. like, with peers.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. There's yeah. uh, one thing in Enchanting Grom, Night, Grom Fright that was good, uh, yeah. but we'll get there. Um, but no, I, I definitely agree. I think it's, it definitely feels a little more grounded- than Gravity Falls did, at least right. in the first season, mm-hmm. which, you know, y- it is kind of funny considering, like, how the trappings are different. Right. Like, I would say that the the trappings of Owl House are way more out there than, like, the set dressing for Gravity Falls.
0: Yeah, but- Gravity Falls really, like, was really started out as, like, a Monster of the Week show. Mm-hmm. With, like, a cool kind of underlying plot line, but you could watch it at, an, you know, you could watch most of season one in any fucking order, I feel like. Yes. Um, this show, I mean, it's still episode, like, all of these shows are built to be episodic, like, where you can just tune in, watch one episode, and think it's good, so you want, you know. They're built mm-hmm. for fucking television, this is how they work. Because, uh, like, even Steven Universe, which is, like, getting increasingly more serialized, is, is fairly... Like, it is geared toward, like, oh, I tuned in, I watched one episode of this, I was engaged, I want to see more, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck, it worked
0: on me. It's true. um, um. I do like, uh, in this, I like that when they discover the diary and everything, like, loses like, oh there's material consequences for all these pranks now. These they're not just like some adult crying because he he's realized his entire life is fake. Um he's coming to that realization way later than the rest of us.
1: Yeah. Like it's it's more than just ult- what ultimately is a minor inconvenience in a lot of these cases. Mhm. Like admittedly like the part of me that's worked in the service industry is like cringing at the concept of like making the library employees like deal with the scattered card catalog and stuff like that but you know ultimately from an emotional standpoint fairly harmless um
0: it doesn't have malicious intent behind it
1: uh, well, I mean I, I yeah that I far. guess it, like
0: it doesn't have there's not...
1: There's not lasting damage, except yeah. for the guy having an existential crisis for the it most part. It felt like that he, was
0: just, that he was on the razor's edge of that happening anyways.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it's not going to have lasting damage. It's mm-hmm. it's mean, uh, but it's not damaging Cruel. in the way... Yeah. yeah.
0: That's the word I was looking for. Like, there's not a cruelness behind it.
1: Yeah, although I will say... As someone who's, like, this is my first episode of the show, they did a really great job of showing me who Luz is based on what books she chooses and what she chooses to do with her, you know, powers at the library.
0: Right. I. They also onboard you pretty quick about, like, what's the conflict here between Amity and Luz?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, like, it, I don't feel like it's as economical as Steven universe because like, you know, the crew universe, like they're only working with 11 minutes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: they but, are, they are like fucking a well-oiled machine of storytelling. Yes. Uh, and you definitely feel sometimes them bumping up against their format too.
1: Hmm. Yeah. But like, even, even knowing that it doesn't have to be, as compressed as like an episode of steven universe they did such a phenomenal job of characterization in that one you know in that one montage right like i felt like i knew who she was what kind of character she was by the time those like what 30 seconds was up
0: i also like that she stand like when she stands up to ed and M, like before Amity showed, like, there's no consequence. There's no way Amity would ever know that she did this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, she's like, no, this is not, like, you can't just do that. To, it's mean. Fuck you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, there, and there's also, like, no hesitation in it. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, she's hesitant to tell them that she found the diary, but I feel like that's more to keep it away from them and not, like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. but Yeah. Like, there's no hesitation in being like, oh, what if the cool kids think I'm lame? Luz does not give a shit if you think she's lame.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's absolutely more interested in, in doing the right thing than being perceived of as, you know, being, you know, uncool. Mm-hmm. Um, I also... uh it, it's entertaining to me that you can kind of see where the showrunners fall on whether or not you should uh, write in books. <laughs> um, I'm assuming,
0: like, I, I guess I didn't catch that.
1: It's not a good
0: idea. Oh, I write in books all the time, though.
1: I used to be one of those people who was very much against writing in books, but now I'm very much in the camp of. You know, books aren't necessarily sacred if, you know, writing in the book somehow increases your enjoyment or what you get out of it, then fucking go for it, man.
0: I guess primarily most of the hard, like, the actual paper books I own are, like, RPG manuals where I have to do stuff to them for reference (laughs) purposes. Mm -hmm. So I feel less bad about, like, all right, well, time to put some tape in here because I can't find any of my little doodads. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm like this duct tape will live on this page forever cuz it's never coming back off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also like I don't know if it means anything or if it ever comes back, but I I think Odaben is an anagram for obtain.
0: Interesting. Cuz he be. goes
1: around obtaining friends.
0: There is Apparently there's some kind of weird cipher thing between like first and first season episodes and second season episodes. I was seeing it on some YouTube video. I don't like I didn't fuck with that shit in Owl, or in Gravity Falls, and I'm not gonna fuck with that shit in Owl House. Like mm-hmm. I'll let somebody on YouTube explain that shit to me. Yeah. Um What what are your opinions of or I guess like here, what are your opinions on Ida and uh and King?
1: Um I I greatly enjoy both of them. <laughs> um Ida is goals TBH. Uh I too want to be a, a silver haired bird person living in a magical world, uh making money from weird fat creature ladies.
0: <laughs> uh yeah, they're like, their B plots of really light like it's just like all the comic relief, basically, like, oh yeah, we gotta do some cartoon shit, but it's it's fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The it, it, they do give a pretty decent amount of spotlight to Ida kinda comes off in these like two episodes as kind of an asshole.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but she's an entertaining asshole.
0: It's true. She 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 has is, she is nicer in a lot of the other like not nicer but like more compassionate in some of the other episodes.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, she's she's clearly not used to being a good person, but like you know, in in uh, the Gromfright episode, you know, she didn't hesitate to come try to to save Luz like. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't a. Uh, I'm. You know, I don't want to do this. It was just like, okay, well, I guess we're doing this
0: again. Right. <laughs> uh, but okay. Um, it's just like a good. It's a good. I feel like this is a like. I picked this one because I felt like it was a good intro into the series a little bit later in. So we have dynamics. Seeing as yeah. this is realistically, I'm trying to tell you the story about. About amity blight disaster lesbian yeah so yeah it's not the meatiest episode uh in fact the meat like we're gonna get to the more of the meat here in a second um yeah
1: it's it's really good though like i said it it they did a really great job of letting you know who's who's who and what their deal is in this episode
0: right okay all right let's move on to enchanting grom fright that's not okay Yeah. Okay, so Enchanting Grom Fright, the 16th episode of the first season of The Owl House. It was written by uh, Dana Ter, Dana Ter, God, Dana Terrace. I can't say Terrace. What the fuck? (laughs) Rachel Vine and Molly Ostertag, um, who... Molly Ostertag, if that name sounds familiar to you, uh, has done, like, um, quite a number of, like, wonderful queer graphic novels for, like, YA graphic novels, um, in particular, uh, the Witch Boy series, Girl from the Sea, um, I think was a late addition to the writing staff of The Owl House, um, is also the partner to Noelle Stevenson, just gay power couple (laughs) in cartoons, (laughs) it would seem, um, uh synopsis lose experiences grom hexides version of prom and it's not what she expects why does this show get good descriptions
1: yeah that was they fucking that nailed was like <laughs> yeah 100 it tells you a really good synopsis of the plot without giving too much away and it's like yeah yeah
0: gets you interested like oh i want to see why it's not what it's expected you know
1: Disney Uh, has the big money to spend on synopsis writers.
0: (laughs) Uh, Luz uh, comes back to school. Uh, She's we start off. Oh, okay. So to also explain some magic to you, (laughs) August, uh, Mm -hmm. Luz, because she's human, cannot cast magic in the same way witches can. Uh, You know how like all the other witches seem to just draw shit in the air and Luz has to draw things on paper. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's because they are inherently magical, and she is not. Uh, She's been learning glyphs as the series goes along. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eventually, she'll kind of learn the four major ones, which are, like, fire, rocks, water, plants. Those are the four ones, and then she learns how to do weird combo stuff with them. Um, Ah, yes, the four food groups. Yes, the four genders. (laughs)
1: quick brian Uh, what's your gender uh i'm
0: i'm i'm probably fire even though i probably don't want to be fire
1: yeah that's honestly that's what i figured
0: Mm -hmm. i'm fire who would much rather be fucking more chill Uh, (laughs) you you strike me as a plant
1: yeah that's that's exactly (laughs) what i was thinking
0: (laughs) um uh, while she's learning this glyph, uh, King is watching cat videos on her phone. They've got the portal to the human realm just open there so he can get Wi-Fi. Uh, I guess not Wi-Fi. It probably just connects to the 5G. She's just running up her fucking mom's data plan like you wouldn't no, believe. No, they say Wi-Fi. Okay, so I don't know where they get in wi- Well, I guess they're close enough to an outlet. So maybe they've got it o- So that door can open up in different places in the human world. Because uh, mm-hmm. she like finds it initially in like side of like an abandoned shack. And I just assumed it was in that abandoned shack, but it makes sense that it could probably just pop up somewhere the fuck else. Uh, her mom texts her and asks her how camp is going. Luz is supposed to be at camp.
1: <laughs> I guess. She's not
0: at camp. Um, she responds to her mom with a thumbs up emoji. Uh, later, uh, Willow and Gus come to the house and we are, at least in these episodes, we're introduced to my favorite fucking character, Hootie. Uh, we're going to talk not about surprised.
1: Hootie. I'm not surprised that Hootie is your favorite character. Like, I I was watching and it's like, I bet Brian fucking loves Hootie. And I'm sitting here like, yeah, I agree with every single person who chooses to step on Hootie's face.
0: <laughs> I love how, like, theoretically you should probably feel bad for Hootie, but you don't. <laughs> Anyways... um they go to school, they basically discover that, uh, uh, an event is happening. Grom. Um, basically, it's Hexide's version of Prom, except no one wants to be Prom or Grom Queen. Uh, no one has explained why. Um, uh, Amity, uh, bumps into a lose. Uh, initially is very mean, is like, oh no, it's lose. Uh, though she has, like, she drops a note, Lose picks up, and Amity is very quick to snatch this note away. um, Before they can get deeper into conversation, over the intercom is announced that Amity Blight will be this year's Grom Queen. Um, Everyone is despondent, except for Luz is like, hell fucking yeah, Amity. Uh, Later in the gym, uh, Luz discovers a pit down into the bottom of the school um, that holds some kind of monstrous entity. Um... Amity is there, and she explains what's going on. Underneath the school is Gromathus the Fearbringer, a monster that lives below the school, uh, and... Can manifest your worst fear (laughs) every year somebody has to fight it to keep it from destroying the fucking town uh and principal uh and and, uh principal bump is like well we might as well throw a party if we're gonna fight a fucking elder god uh and so that's what's happening uh amity doesn't want to go down there because she doesn't feel like she's strong enough to face her her uh worst fears um and, uh, oh, wow, they, this summary really just kinda cuts over a lot of shit, uh, (laughs) later on, back at the Owl, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to, like, break script here, um, later on at the Owl, cause, like, it just says, like, after the part where I just explained, it's, like, wanting to help Amity, Luz decides to take her place, that is not what happens immediately after that scene. (laughs) Um, back at the Owl House, uh, Ida uh, is getting dressed in a suit. Uh, she's going to be the Grom chaperone. Uh, Luz is like, Man, uh, I really wish that I could help Amity. Uh, she's so, like, I wish I could take her place. And Ida's uh, like, Listen, kid, you ain't ready to face your deep, dark fears. <laughs> and uh, Luz is like, Hey, I am. Uh, and then storms out of the house. Uh, after being warned or being quote-unquote tricked that there is a massive spider on the back of her head. Uh, uh, She finds Amity in the woods. Uh, Amity is upset that—basically, Amity is having a whole lot of doubts about this, and Luz, being the kind-hearted person that she is, uh, says that she will be Amity's champion uh, and take her place And then the bug crawls on her face. She just slams her own face into the fucking mud. It's my favorite thing in the entire series.
1: It's so good.
0: (laughs) Um, Later on, uh, Luz is trying to decide an outfit to wear to Grom between like kind of like what can only be described, I guess, as like a goth ballerina outfit uh, and an otter suit. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Uh, Amity shows up uh, with Ed and Em and they begin kind of training to try and take on uh, Luz's worst fears. Um, Ida shows up uh, once they manifest a giant Ida who tells Luz that she can't do it. uh, Ida shows up and she's like, hey, this isn't gonna work. This is not, this is not how Grom works. I've been here before, children. Um, I don't, well, not she's not been Grom queen before, but like, she, she understands these things a little bit better than the kids do. Um, but so, don't worry, it's too late. <laughs> Grom is starting. They have to to, to, to move forward. Um, at Grom, King is going to help Gus MC. Uh, and initially, he's very confident about it, but when, after seeing how good of a job uh, Gus does getting the parties started, King starts to have his own doubts and, and starts to experience strange fright, which Ida is completely unhelpful with. <laughs> um, Amity still holding that note from earlier uh, finds lose in the uh, out in the hallway uh, Amity is immediately struck with lose's outfit saying it's strange but good but still strange um, they have a cute little moment and then uh, finally it's it's uh loses time to fight face Grom uh, going down into I guess what can only be described as the grom pit. Uh, <laughs> um, Luz takes a mace, uh, attaches, like, a, uh, an ice rune to it, and goes down to start fighting Grom. Uh, it starts out pretty easy with some uh, horrifying cats with human faces that she immediately murders. Um, she starts fighting internet trolls, uh, but as things kick into high gear, uh, we find, uh, Grom... Switching gears, uh, Grom doesn't become, starts to become Ida, but then realizes Lou's actual deepest fear, which is her mother, uh, and her mother finding out that she's here, and being disappointed in her, and making her leave, um, meanwhile, uh, King basically just immediately fucking bombs at trying to MC, and he runs out into the hallway, uh, Gus goes out to try and comfort King, uh, saying, like, You know what I, they have this hilarious exchange about how weird it is to think of people in their underwear as, like, a tip to make you feel less nervous about things. Um, But just then, uh, Luz breaks out into the hallway and is being chased by Grom. Uh, Grom is loose, is on the loose, and after Luz, I didn't think that sentence through. Uh, Mm. And... um, they, King finds his confidence, gets everybody rallied to his side as they chase out, they give Chase to kind of like keep track of the events. Um, Amity is extremely upset that this is happening, as is Ida. Um, and they go off to save Luz. Luz gets cornered on a cliff. Uh, she's about to be attacked by Grom when uh, Ida shows up. She's a going, she's about to save, uh, uh save Luz when Amity bursts through the fucking bushes like some kind of fucking action hero. Um, she gets in front of Grom, she's like, I'm supposed to be the Grom Queen, I'm the one you're here for. Uh, Grom pulls out her deepest fear, becomes a, a very curiously familiar shaped uh, entity, uh, takes the note from um, Amity, rips it in half, and kind of throws it on the ground. Luz realizes that Amity's deepest fear was rejection. Um, after seeing that the Half of the note that Luz has says, "Will you go to prom with me? uh Grom, sorry. uh And she's like, well, that's okay, Amity, I'll go to Grom with you. And then they have an immaculately animated dance where they destroy the an elder god with the power of love <laughs> uh and a and a kind of goop monster. uh And at the end, after they get little crowns and stuff, uh, lose asks amity uh who she was gonna ask to grom and amity's like oh it's nobody throws the other half of the note away it unfurls and we discover that it, amity was going to ask lose to the to grom uh star wife the ent uh god damn. boy I, howdy
1: huh i said boy howdy my
0: first note is jesus christ i love hootie
1: My first note is, wow, the show seems to have a fixation on characters vomiting up items.
0: Hootie pukes so
1: many things. It's not just Hootie. The Bat Queen did it. The Bat Queen's babies did it.
0: (laughs) Uh, I love just how universally everyone hates Hootie.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's a very good joke.
0: I love, like, Willow and Gus being like, please, please, <laughs> lose, please. Um, the... Uh, I, I like how immediately the disaster energy in, in this episode with... Because this is really the first... We get a hint in an earlier episode that Amity has a crush on somebody, and it's mm-hmm. heavily implied that it's Luz, but, like the disaster energy is like cranked all the way up to fucking not at 10. Cause we didn't realize exactly what Emity's 10 looked like before this episode.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 10, 10 looks like, uh, <laughs> looks
0: like the next episode. Yeah. So this is like an eight. Um, the, yeah. uh, but yeah, like the, like the, the, the snatching hands, like every, like, it's just, it's very good. Um, It's so good. Uh, I also like when they're in the the, uh, gym and, and, like, and uh, Luz is trying to figure out why there's, like, a giant pit in the middle of the gym. And Amity says, I wrote it down verbatim because it's such a good line. This is the arena where I will make my debut as Grom Queen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. God. Uh, Just, like, Luz is such a good, fun character. Like, she's just such a good character. I love her. I love which dress should I wear? This one says I'm a teen with a with a dark side. And this one says I'm an otter with a dark side.
1: And I love what she ended up uh splitting the difference mm-hmm. with just a tux with a tutu. Great. Nailed it.
0: Just fucking look a fucking phenomenal look. Uh it even had tails, like... It's true. uh,
1: uh
0: Let's go with the... Uh, I, I do have a couple of things that I really dislike about this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, the cats with human faces. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I I hate them so I mean, much. <laughs> I mean, they they just reminded me of uh, what we do in the shadows. <laughs> <laughs> it, I mean, they—they just—they just have that energy from from that that one specific clip.
0: Ah, mm-hmm. uh, they um, do.
1: Although, I I love what these fears tell us about Luz.
0: Mm-hmm. She's extremely um, online.
1: <laughs> yes. One hundred percent. Uh, and I love the, uh, the the lesson about trying to debate people online. Uh, just, uh, I'm not going to engage with you because you're not coming from, you know, a place of good faith.
0: It's true. Good, good advice. Yeah. Uh, I like how magic, like, this world is kind of, like, vaguely old-timey, but not... Like, they're, they're mm-hmm. not trying to do the Harry Potter thing where they're completely de- devoid of technology. They just, like, use dumb magic versions of it, like the crystal balls that are the internet computers at the library. In one of the episodes, uh, all the all the teenage witches have, like, little scrolls that are basically smartphones they get on Pinterest with.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, so, like... I... So, I've been binging, uh... Shrieking Shack lately and I and one of the things that uh Liz and ZT talk about is like you know you have this all this magic and you have all of this potential to do things differently and you just choose to recreate boring old mundane stuff mm-hmm. Um but that didn't bother me here because it's like I mean part, partly it's just because it's it's playing it for laughs right but also, it's just, uh, I don't know, it's its just more interesting here because it's more interesting applications instead of just, like, you know, having, having you sit down in front of the wizard
0: radio. Right. Um, and it's also, you know, while the people of the Burning Isles are not familiar with, like, Earth Customs. Like, they're not completely devoid of them. There's been a lot of mixing of the two worlds in the past that they talk about, and so they haven't lost all of that. Mm-hmm. It also helps that Luz is literally the only human. She's not, like, a wit, you know, she's she's not Harry fucking Potter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, she is, in fact, the only human around.
1: Yeah. Oh, the, the word I was looking for is, like, convergent evolution.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: uh uh just uh it's just fun Mm -hmm. it's super fun where it isn't fun in harry potter at all
0: yeah i love the twins (laughs) twins come back yes all right all right say your worst to me god (laughs)
1: god (laughs) fucking
0: brutal it is uh, oh my God. I do like that, that like the the theme of this episode initially kind of starts out like it's going to be like, oh, oh like you know the kind of that like, oh, you've got to face your fears and overcome them. you know what I mean? when mm-hmm. realistically, it's like what the theme of this like really turns into is like learning how to mitigate your fears, not necessarily like you're never gonna be completely fearless. You just gotta learn how to to deal,
1: yeah. And also, like, your friends can help you deal.
0: Yeah, you don't have to do things by yourself. Yeah. Uh, I love how the animation budget just triples for that dance scene. Oh, it's so good. Smooth fucking, smooth 60 frames a second. Uh, It reminds me of, we're actually going to get a very similar scene near the end of Steven Universe. Um. But they're, like, uh, it, I guess because we, we've recently watched the two Adventure Time stuff, or, well, no, actually, we didn't watch the other Adventure Time special. I just watched that by myself. Um, <laughs> but their animation budget just feels way higher on those specials, because they are, you know? Yeah. Um But this has just that, that sort of, like, rich cinematic quality to it. Like, it has a very, mm-hmm. like, it has that, like, Akira 60 frames a second, like, animation feel. yeah even though Akira's not technically 60 frames a second, it's only 60 frames a second sometimes. (laughs) Shit. The time, the places where it matters. (laughs) That's how Akira did it. Um, Yeah. But like their dance, it's just, it's really, I don't know, it's just very good. (laughs) It's like this show doesn't have deep, like I feel like this show doesn't have quite as like hard hitting themes, but it's like a very good show to watch. Mm Mm-hmm. And maybe if we were watching it three episodes a fucking time and <laughs> dismantling it in the same way we do Steven Universe, uh, I feel like maybe we'd have more to talk about. But if, it, it's I feel like Steven Universe is like from the outset, it was like very had very much the intention of being sort of like parable esque, like it wanted to teach lessons. And it, it was very much like a, a show about teaching is mm-hmm. like its main goal. And I feel like while the Owl House, that's there, you know, I feel like this is more like, this is just a regular YA show. It doesn't have, like, it's not burdened with glori- glorious purpose like Steven Universe is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah. Not to say that either one is better or worse. They're just different shows, obviously. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they're both very good um like also this is season one of this show on the disney channel it's wild uh that this show got made to me personally yeah like without without the massive success of things like steven universe uh and you know the legend of Korra and uh and she-ra like this show probably does not get greenlit
1: yeah, but I mean, at the same time, it's not like we can exactly hand Disney too much credit for it, considering the fact that they shut down Lumberjanes. It's
0: true. They bought that studio and shut that shit the fuck down. Though I, I so. feel like that was less there like we don't want this gay thing to happen and more. Like, I just feel like that was cold capitalism. Because then they bought they bought that studio, right? Yeah, they laundry. bought
1: that studio explicitly to shut it down. But I mean, like, we can't really give it cre- give the company credit for, you know, doing much of anything when there was something that was yeah. explicitly gay. That No, no,
0: I feel like know, they they saw they got pitched this show and they're like, we want. Oh, Harry Potter's in the fucking toilet. Uh, and the gays are selling merchandise. We want one of those make us mm-hmm. one of those. Cause apparently the initial pitch for like the initial pitch for the show didn't involve as much school shit as there was, but like, mm. and Disney was like, put more school in it. Uh, and I mean, I can't like, if you're doing a marketing thing, like you want this to appeal to kids and like, you know, they, they do good with their like Harry Potter spoofing though as well. So,
1: Oh Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Absolutely.
0: uh, How did you like the... So, the... We're five episodes into season two, and we still haven't quite figured out what's going on with the, like, the letters being sent to Luz's mom that's not from Luz. Oh, boy. We actually get Uh, more scary shit that's going on with that, I'll tell you afterwards.
1: Speaking of, of Luz's mom, um... Disney, hey, what the fuck? Uh, why are the things that she says just subtitled speaking Spanish?
0: Yeah, it's super weird because like, I don't know why they don't translate. Like, I know why they don't put subtitles on the screen in the show because they expect like, you know, it's I mean, whatever. Can, but like in in the subtitle, like same, I turned on subtitles to be like, oh, what's Luz's mom saying here? Um, and they don't, they just say speaking. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Well, I
1: mean, I'm not even asking them necessarily to translate the things because it's really, I feel like it's really obvious from context clues, Mm -hmm. the gist of what she's saying, but putting speaking Spanish instead of just putting what she says is a dick move.
0: Yeah. Like write it out, like at the very least write it out in Spanish Yeah, exactly. I guess the reason I would say in translation is because assuming like, like, you know, the baseline assumption with with closed captioning is that like it's for people with with, who are hard of hearing and or deaf. So like you don't necessarily get the same context clues if it's just Spanish and you don't speak Spanish. Like if it's written out, you know what I mean? Uh, I I disagree. There's body language, but like there's also the inflection of the voice actor
1: i i disagree i i think that you know especially because english and spanish are in the same language family and based on like things that you see earlier in the episode with like because you see uh uh you see her mother calling Luz Mm Mija, um which is like i mean that's the 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 big one that sticks out to me, but, like, she says a couple of other things that are clearly Spanish in the text messages. And so, like, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect people to pick up the gist of what she's saying if you write out the Spanish. And, like, just saying speak Spanish is also, like, kind of insensitive to bilingual
0: viewers. Yeah. Um,
1: and And it just kind of, like, others the non-english language
0: right and it's really weird because like because like Luz speaks spanish multiple times throughout the series mm-hmm. like she is fully bilingual uh they've been leaning into a lot more of that in season two which is nice but uh like it, it's super fucking weird because like i didn't get anything <laughs> yeah like even if she had written like even if they had just written it out, I could have at least been like, all right, what, what are, like, you know, like you said, I could have gotten the gist of it. I don't, listening to it very quickly at, like, a, you know, a native speaker's pace to, to me is not, like, I can get it through, like, context clues of, like, body language and inflection and everything like that, but, like, I'm not understanding what's being said outside of, like, two or three words, you know? Mm-hmm. It'd be a lot easier for me to d- do in a written sense, but, yeah. Yeah. Fucked up, Disney.
1: Yeah, just... Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, you have the money to do better.
0: You have a lot of money.
1: <laughs> you have so much money.
0: Um. um
1: all right. The only other, uh, the only other major note that I have is just in all caps: gay.
0: <laughs> it's turned so gay. Uh, it's so good. The I feel like people like I feel like in. Uh, I'll talk about that later. (laughs) Uh, I'll need to put a spoiler warning on that for season two stuff. Um, But yeah, like, super gay, fucking very explicitly gay. Like, at least on Amity's side, at this point, it's kind of a little bit ambiguous as whether or not, like, Luz returns those feelings. Um, She
1: she totally went down, like, talking about how Azora and... Uh, Hecate are like enemies to lovers, and she she did that in the same episode where she's talking about how she wishes wishes she could get Amity to be her friend when they start out in, as enemies. Like, come on, and it's
0: also pretty obvious that like loses like. Loses receptive to, like, the playful flirting that Im does with her as well. Like, I love the Mm -hmm. line in the last episode, like, some cool teens, call me a library book, because those cool teens were checking me out.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a good line.
0: Uh. But yeah, I like, I like this Amity not being, (laughs) she's bad at this. (laughs) Poor She's Andy. so
1: bad at this, it's good. Love her.
0: Alright, let's jump on to the next episode. It's gonna be Wing It Like Witches. Uh, this one was written by a lot of writers. Holy shit. Uh Are there only basically three writers on this show? Weird. I'm gonna have to go back and look at some of the other ones. This one was written by Dana Terrace, uh, Rachel Vines. Uh, Rachel Vine, sorry. Uh, Zach, Marcus, and Molly, um, Ostertag. Um, huh. We've had basically that same combination of people on every episode. Hmm. Interesting. I guess I'm just used to Steven Universe where they have, like, they just break into, you know, they're doing this same thing except they just break them into teams. Uh, synopsis. To get back at Basha... For tormenting them, lose and the gang challenge her to a grudgeby match. Uh, do do do. Oh, clicked off of the window. Oh, God. It's fucking <laughs> grudgeby season in Hexide. Uh, grudgeby is like basically, um, what if, uh, what if Quidditch, but it was played on the ground. It was like literally like a combination of Quidditch and in, 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 in rugby, uh, but it's like three person teams. And Basha, the team captain of the Banshees and their star player, uh, is coming into the school. Uh, basically, she walks through town. Everybody's like, oh, my fucking God, it's Basha. Jesus Christ, everybody, it's fucking Basha. Um, and when she arrives at the school, she's basically ready to be fawned over, but there's nobody there. Everybody's hanging out with Willow. Um, Willow is uh, delighting everybody uh, with plant magic Uh she feels a lot more, it's obvious that she feels uh, more confident than she did in the earlier series. Where we explained that uh, in an earlier episode, she and Amity patched up a friendship that from when they were smaller children. Um, and she's been a lot more confident since then. Masha tries to make fun of uh, of Willow, but Amity comes in and basically reduces Basha to a fucking cinder. <laughs> in front of the entire game student body which sets basha basha off um basha uh then basically proceeds to target willow and then by extension luce and gus uh with a whole lot of bullying that all of the teachers are letting go because basha is the star player of the Grudgeby team and this world is also very much like harry potter where the authority figures are fucking useless in their school (laughs) though they're i guess unlike harry potter uh, like, Dumbledore didn't find immense joy in watching the children fight like his personal gladiator squad. Uh, where Principal Bump does. Um, finally, um, after kind of getting uh, a, a, just fucking pummeled on by Basha for most of the day, uh, Luz sees Amity, approaches her. Amity uh, just melts down a little bit, talking to Luz for some reason. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> She uh uh she in uh Am- or uh, Luz asks Amity for advice on how to deal with Basha. Uh and Amity's like, listen, Basha's just fucking just insufferable at uh, this time of year. She only speaks in grudgeby terms. Luz, who is a child poisoned by the internet and in sports movies, is like, oh, I know what we need to do. So after one final attack from Basha, Luz uh, on behalf of Willow challenges Basha to a grudgeby match. Um, later on, we see the, the trio talking about, they're like, Luz, why did you do that? We don't know how to play fucking Grudgeby. And, uh, Amity shows up and is like, what are you guys doing? And they're like, well, we're going to, we challenge uh, Basha Grudgeby match. Do you want to play with us? To where, uh, at what point Amity just breaks entirely as a human being at the idea of sweat. <laughs> <laughs> um... So they go to the Grudgeby field. Uh, Luz teaches them the important art of the montage. Uh, they practice Grudgeby. Basically, we find out that Grudgeby is, in fact, like, Quidditch plus rugby. Uh, but the field is basically booby-trapped. So it's like, I guess, like, it's like Quidditch plus Grudgeby plus the battlefield from Yu-Gi-Oh! <laughs> is how I would describe it? Yeah. Um. They, uh, Luz pushes, uh... Gus and Willow really hard in it, uh, almost injuring them, uh, breaking Gus's flags. Uh, they are tired and upset and eventually leave. Uh, they, they kind of go off to take care of, Willow takes Gus off and is like, listen, we're gonna lose, we might as well forfeit, lose, we can't solve everything with, like, a positive attitude. Uh, and Willow sort of storms off, cause she's upset. Um, um, Luz, realizing that she's she's upset her friends, uh, has a conversation with Amity. Uh, Amity explains her tragic Grudgeby backstory. Uh, basically, she used to be the captain of the Grudgeby team until she tried the same maneuver that injured Gus in, and uh, Willow. Um, and she left Grudgeby behind. Uh, Amity, or God, Amity, Jesus, Luz... Uh, realizes, like, okay, I've got to make this up to my friends, I've got to kind of fall on the sword here. So, she tells Basha that they forfeit, and that she will be taking uh, Willow's place in the, like, losing becoming the water boy target practice whatever, Uh, at which point Basha immediately starts trying to straight up murder-lose. Amity runs off to find Willow and Gus. Uh, She explains that while she knows that um, Luz is uh, kind of dumb and impulsive uh, and that she definitely doesn't love it with every fiber of her being Uh, she's a good person and she was just trying to help and that she needs their help right now Willow or Amity tries to play it cool during this entire scene and it's a very obvious Willow knows what's up immediately (laughs) she just has this like you gay look on her face the whole time um, they finally show up to help um help lose. Uh Gus is still not in any condition to play. I guess because his flags are broken. I don't understand why Gus can't play. Um But Amity takes Gus's place on the team, um finally siding with the the nice kids versus the assholes. Uh the Grudgeby match goes. It goes pretty okay. Uh during it, the, the kind of the key thing that happens during the Grudgeby match is that it's Obvious that, like, the other teammates on Bosch's team have never really had, like, positive reinforcement from their team captain, so every time Luz is like, good job, because she's inherently a nice person, they're like, wait, what? I don't understand what to do with these nice feelings. Um, it all comes down to one final play, uh they use the thorn vault the move that they moved used earlier uh, that accidentally injured everybody uh but this time they're ready for it because they're all on the same page um willow scores the the winning goal and they start to celebrate but turns out that it wasn't the winning goal um that basha caught the sn- sm- the rusty smidge Uh, a little golden fucking beetle or whatever and it got them a billion jillion points uh, to which it lose declares that's fucking bullshit (laughs) um but uh, in the end they won because they were nice people uh and they have like a little montage where they go back to the Owl House while all this was happening back at the Owl House uh Ida was le- reliving her her uh, high school glory days where she was the Grudgeby Captain. captain uh, when her sister Lilith who works for uh Emperor Bellos, basically she, her sister works for the government uh Ida is a a um hold on a second I don't know why sorry Shannon was calling me uh, her sister works for basically the government um, it uh, is a bad scene <laughs> um, they uh, she she's come to like take Ida in uh, but Ida challenges her to a be match to which Ida wins uh, though in uh, Lilith uh, is distraught. Uh, because she needs to bring uh, Ida in. Um, Ida gives her sort of, like, one of her big rings, kind of as a token, be like, hey, I put up, tell them I put up a hard fight. Uh, They kind of have a little bit of sisterly bonding. Uh, Everybody goes back to the owl house. Um, They, they, uh, they bond. It's a good time. Star wipe the end. Um, Yeah,
1: I, I love... The overarching disdain for Quidditch in this episode—it's pretty good. It's so good,
0: like, I, uh, like you were—you were talking about like you know binging the like binging the the shrieking shack and just like their their commitment to like hating fucking uh hating fucking what do you call it Quidditch, Quidditch too. Uh, very you can feel you can feel that same same feeling here.
1: Oh yeah, oh my God, it's uh Quidditch is awful, and I love how the how how uh grudgeby also demonstrates Quidditch is awful. It's true.
0: Also, I love that little kid at the first. like you should be more like Bosch and that kid just like <sighs> yeah, <laughs> Yeah, I need that as a reaction gift willow is adorable and i will protect her with my life
1: she's so good she's so adorable although i will say at the beginning i thought that like the hair clip was some sort of red herring like maybe it was some sort of ensorcelled hair clip to make her more popular but uh yeah obviously that's not the case so just the way that they focused on the hair clip
0: was uh, um. (laughs) so I was trying to figure out my notes I wrote Jesus Christ but with no context I had to like read around the other notes to figure out what the context was Uh, in the first Jesus Christ uncontext in my notes is like um, uh, is in reference to like Amity not being able to keep it together when Luz just looks at her
1: yeah, oh my god. She's such a fucking disaster this episode. It's fucking adorable. Yeah, I'm I'm just sitting here and it's like Amity is is looking at, at Luz looking like off into well this didn't happen in the episode but like Luz looking off into the distance and Amity's watching her and thinking wow you know she's so beautiful you know she she must be be thinking about all of these deep things and then you cut to to Luz and it's just the wee shop music <laughs>
0: yeah this is that is very uh that that feels like it's peak uh Peak, uh, peak lose is the We Shop music playing in her head. Um, well,
1: like, don't get me wrong, no thoughts, head empty is is really relatable, but yeah, but
0: it is that it? Is that dynamic?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: I love. Ida's just the wildest old lady. She's the greatest.
1: <laughs> I love her. <laughs> she is. I, I loved her. I loved her like suit with the with the jacket with the the patches on the, the elbows last episode. Um, I love her like reliving her glory days by sitting around in her
0: Grudgeby uniform. Uh, She's just like peak day drunk aunt vibes.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Although I I kind of expected like. With the way that they had been emphasizing Ida's, like, bag of cheats, basically, I kind of expected uh, Luz to use that later, Um, so that was another another way they, they kind of threw me off, but, you know... Um, it was it was cute that that Luz like somehow got a hold of the lunchbox that's in Ida's hair. She really just cleaned it out, clean when, out. It was,
0: when she was uh, sleeping on the couch one day. Just reached in there.
1: Jesus, Ida keeping
0: things in her hair is just like a running gag in the show.
1: It's very good. Uh, it kind of reminds me of uh, an old anime uh, child's toy. Uh, because one of the characters uh, had uh, some stuff living in her hair, and that was just a running gag. (laughs) Uh,
0: Just, I love how very, like, Amity is so good. She's the best, she's the best, like, bad guy, quote-unquote, turned into, like, friend lover that's ever existed in cartoons, I feel like. Just like that little breakdown she has about like just just imagining losing like a little sports uniform. Hmm. If this was an anime, her nose would just be like gushing blood, and it would be hilarious.
1: Yeah, I I wrote down several times. Oh no, Amity is too gay to function. <laughs> she
0: really is. She's just like, just just she's terminally gay. Yeah. I like the little rant about being like, it's stupid and I love it. I mean, I hate it. <laughs> and just Willow looking yes. at her. Just Willow being like, <laughs> <"It's a> bitch.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, it's so good. <laughs> the Oh Wow Sports. Uh. Uh. Just, yeah, just like great. Cute, great, cute show is what this show is. Just good, cute show has like. I realistically, I've given you episodes that do not involve the lore. These are not lore episodes. Mm-hmm. There are some more lore heavy episodes. Um, but the show overall is just like super cute, uh, super nice. I just really like it quite a bit.
1: Yeah, although the uh. The whole star sports, uh, star sports ball player uh, can do no wrong in the eyes of the school administration is kind of too real.
0: It's true. I like how just like they just turn every scenario up to like the ridiculous point though. Like the teachers are like, yeah, it's okay if you bully them. <laughs> <laughs> bully me, please. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, I didn't have too many notes for this episode beyond continually commenting about poor Amity. Yeah,
0: it's true. Like, realistically, this episode's about how gay Amity is on a scale yeah. of one to one to, like, literally puking rainbows. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's wonderful.
1: It's very, very good.
0: Uh, but yeah, you should watch the rest of the series.
1: I, I think I might.
0: Um, probably,
1: probably after Guardian. That's fair. Um, which, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get through that relatively quickly, I think, because Anya and I are both really
0: hooked. No, that's fair. This can, this can be your next gay show. Yes. Uh, Okay. Well, uh, next time we're going to start season three. We're going to have Whee! a new logo from Lou. It looks pretty good. Uh, we almost got to it too late. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Lou's a yeah, fucking God powerhouse knows. is going to have this done in like three days.
1: Yeah, God knows I'd
0: forgotten. Yep. Um, but yeah, watch the Owl House. It's on Disney Plus if you want to watch it. Uh, normally I would not direct you to Disney Plus, but I need I want this show to continue to do good numbers. Yeah. Uh, It seems like it's
1: unfortunate, but true. Yeah, it
0: seems like it is doing good numbers. So that's that's good. Um So yeah, next time Oh, I've got to pull up the Steven Universe, wiki shit. Uh (laughs) next time we will be Oh fucking shit. Click the wrong link. Next time, we're going to be watching uh, episodes 79, 80, and 81, Super Watermelon Island, Gym Drill, and Same Old World. Um... uh, Thanks for listening. Uh, Go to our Discord. Ask us questions. Uh... Come hang out. We've got a great Discord. Uh... We talk about a lot of stuff. Um... There has been talk of reviving the movie night that we only did twice. Um, so, maybe we watch a lot of wrestling. If we de- I guess we don't have regular movie nights anymore, but we do watch a lot of pay per views. It's true. So, if you ever want to get into wrestling, come to our come to our Discord. I'll teach you how to fucking get into wrestling. That's for sure. It's true. Um. Alrighty. Well, uh, you know where all our other shit is. We're way too late into this, this series for you to like, not know the other things that we do. <laughs> yeah. Find us on the internets. You'll know, you know, what's up. Uh, yes. Do you, would you, would you like to, would you like to send us off? August? Yes.
1: I, I would like to exhort everyone to be like Hootie and throw up a bunch of books for no good goddamn reason.
0: <laughs> Peace. Peace. Ha 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 ha.